Lift your hands to him. gathering of your people be we celebrate your majesty we thank you for the privilege to be gathered again under the auspices of your presence we thank you heavenly father for what you are set to do thank you because every time we gather we know that you are set to do mighty mighty things in our life and today would not be an exception we give you glory ahead of time thank you heavenly father anoint my lips of clay this morning Help me to communicate your truth with precision and accuracy. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, we are praying. And somebody celebrate the King of Glory. Hallelujah. You can take your seat wonderfully in the presence of God. Thank you very much, choir. God bless you. Please, can you help me celebrate the choir? Amen. Amen. You know, when, when people come to Nigeria, they say they will take our choir to, to the U.S., but um, so when I come to the US, what do I do? Can I take the choir to Nigeria with me? <laughs> I'm sure most of them would not register for that trip. <laughs> Glory be to God. Because some people are very scared of Nigeria. When you hear the news about Nigeria, it seems that every time you walk on the road like this, somebody's about to kidnap you. It's not as bad. Amen. Amen and amen. 
And that's why there's no news that is better than the good news. The gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we stay with. That's what we stand on. Regardless of what goes on around us, we stand on the word of God. Because the word of God will outlast every generation. It will outlast every challenge. It will outlast every situation. Hallelujah. This morning, I want to celebrate my uh, brother, my friend, Pastor Emmanuel. I mean, I don't know if it is, uh, we met sometime in August 2012. So it's our 10th year anniversary. Amen. I remember then when I followed Reverend for summer blasts that year. It's 2012. Hallelujah. And I've always met Pastor Tim Tokwe online. I used to think that I was using he for, for her uh, until I came and then I also that meet the Temitokwe Adewale that you have been uh, exchanging emails with. I said, you should have told me that you are a woman. Amen and amen. I celebrate them big, big. I love them. I appreciate them. Thank you so much for this privilege. Amen and amen. Uh, Pastor Emmanuel is not a puppet friend. You know, there are people that are puppet friends that... Uh, uh, the reason why you are friends is because you exchange puppet or you have you no 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 and um, but I'm grateful to God for the kind of heart that God has given him. He's a man of kindred spirit. It's difficult to last with me when your heart is not sincere. I uh, I will just uh, stylishly uh, excuse myself, Amen. But I'm grateful to God for a person like and today I'm here with my uh, brother here brother zubi brother zubi chibu hallelujah we came in from nigeria glory be to god together is one of the people that god has blessed us with on in global harvest church victoria island and our relationship dates way way back glory be to god all right james chapter five james chapter five I was hoping I would be able to spend a long time in greeting everybody so that before I know what, I would just release the blessing and then get off the stage. Amen. It's, it's powerful to preach on the stage of Pastor Emmanuel. We might need to consecrate you very, very, the pastor is not sound, not, will be the, what is the reigning title now? Apostle now. Amen. But P E P Pastor E is better than Apostle E. Oh. Amen. James chapter 5 from verse 13 this morning. I'm speaking on breaking into your new dawn. Hallelujah. Verse 13 says, Is any among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him says anointing him with oil in the name of the lord and the prayer of faith we save the sick and the lord will raise him up and if he has committed any sins if he has committed sins it will be forgiven verse 16 says confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much Elijah was a man with a nature like ours and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months and he prayed again and the heaven gave 
rain and the earth produce its fruit. Permit me to read verse 16 to 18 from the Passion Translation this morning. It says, confess and acknowledge how you have offended one another and then pray for one another to be instantly healed. For tremendous power is released through the passionate, heartfelt prayer of a godly believer. Elijah was a man with human frailties, just like all of us, but he prayed and received supernatural answers. He actually shut the heavens over the land so that there will be no rain for three and a half years. And then he prayed again and the skies opened up over the land so that the rain came again and produced the harvest. Glory be to God. And now this is a, this is a book uh, written by uh, James the Lord's brother uh, who was writing to the church of the dispassion, the church that was being persecuted and when the persecution arose against the church in Acts chapter 7 and chapter 8 and you know Paul who was Saul then was in the midst of it and he was threatening the disciples he was planning to kill them he was arresting them, putting them in jail and then people ran away, people the, the disciples were scattered abroad and here we have James writing to that church in those days and he was writing to them and he was about to wrap up his letter and he was talking to them about the importance of prayer and he was he, he, he says that and you see that from the verse 13 that we read he, he was giving us the appropriate responses to situations of life glory be to God and he started with is any amongst you afflicted did he say let him cry did he say let him cry did he say let him despair he said let him what let him pray so there is a proper response to affliction there's a proper res res response to suffering there's a proper response that we need to have as children of god to situations that are contrary to us it is the response of what prayer and then he says that if anyone also is sick i said the response to it is not for us to put our hands on our head or shout or cry or be emotional about it he says let's take the person to the elders now the essence of taking him taking him to the elder is not just for the elders to look at him but he says that it's not the anointing oil that will save the sick but the prayer of faith that will save the sick so it is still a response of prayer even in the midst of sickness glory be to god and and, and then he, he, he went on and on and then he talked about the the, the fact that even when your brothers uh, confesses their fault to you what you ought to do for for one another is to also what pray and then he, so he says that the proper response that every believer must have uh, is to pray and this is very confirmatory to what apostle paul already mentioned and and he, 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 you you notice he says that in first Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 17 he says pray without ceasing and you see it in, in acts chapter 16 from verse 25 i know we all like to talk about the fact that uh, uh, paul and silas they prayed and then they sang praises and uh, suddenly there was an earthquake and the whole place was in disarray because they were praising but you see the 
point we, we, at which they were praising was not a very, very, very uh, comfortable point because just a few verses in verse 23 of that Acts chapter 16, the Bible says that they were beaten up. They were beaten up before they were put in the prison. And yet, the, that did not take prayer away from their mouth. That did not take praise away from their mouth. You know, it's interesting that the days that we live in now, um, our pain threshold, our for affliction or persecution is very very low and yet the appropriate response that we ought to have as children of God is to what? is to pray so uh, this guy now got to this point he says that oh confess your faults one to another and pray for one, one, one another that you may be healed so which means that when I discover the fault of my brother the next thing is not to go on social media to go and broadcast it is that not so? the next thing is not to go is not to go on Instagram and then let the world know about it he says that when I hear that my brother is not doing well, when I hear that my brother is not doing something in a, in, a pro, in a proper way, the next thing I ought to do is to pray. So the next time somebody wants to gossip, I want to tell you that, oh, did you, did you hear what uh, that brother did? Did you hear what that sister did? Did you hear that that guy got pregnant, that lady got pregnant out of wedlock? So ask the person, have you prayed for the person? Because that is supposed to be the response of a believer. Glory be to God. And then he went on and on. And, and it is on this background, he now began to talk about the part that we like to quote. to say, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. I even like it more in Amplified Bible, which is the, effect, the heartfelt, continued, the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of the righteous man makes tremendous power available, which is dynamic in its working. That is so exciting. You know, if you read it in New Living Translation, it says that it is the, the effectual, the, uh, the the effective prayer of the righteous man makes power to be available. And those, they, I noticed that he was right on the back of praying for one another. Glory be to God. Which means that there is something about the prayers that make the power available that is not about the, it's not the, the kind of prayer that makes power available is not the prayer that you just pray for bread and butter. Glory be to God. It is not give us this day our daily bread. It is praying for one another. And then he now told us the, an example of the kind of prayer that generates power. And then he, he, he took us to 1 Kings chapter 18, uh, sorry, chapter 17 and chapter 18 uh, together. And then he started talking about this is the kind of prayer that people pray. This is the kind of prayer that makes power available. We have complained lately about the, court, the state of the church. We say that the church, the church seems like a clubhouse. It's not that things are not as powerful as, as we have heard. We talk about the man of hold. We talk about the faith of Smith Wigglesworth. We say that man, we look at a man who had a disease and then the box the person and the person will get healed. We look at the faith of John G. Lake. We look at the power that flowed through the life of people like Catherine Kuhlman in the United States. And it's exciting to talk about those things that those people do those exploits were amazing it was a product of the presence of the power of God within the church of Jesus but James gave us a clue on how to enjoy this dimension of power glory be to God I'm talking about breaking into your new dawn 
Sometimes many people will hear the word of God and they are wondering, why is the word, the word of God not manifesting in my life? Why am I not enjoying the dividends of the things that have been spoken in my life? Though so a word was declared over the year that in year 2022, you're going to have this. Some of us, we have even developed a sense of apathy because they will say that, oh, that, that was how it was declared last year, but I had the direct opposite of it. But we see here how to generate power in order to experience a new dawn. And I particularly love the story of Elijah. He says, that, he says to us that Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. Elijah was a man of like passion as we are. Elijah was not in any way different from us, which means that the, the, the fault that you find in your brothers is possible that Elijah has the same fault. You get what I'm saying? It's possible that Elijah has the same fault. So something, he was not a perfect man like we are. But the Bible says something about him. That he was a man that sets the temperature, the atmospheric condition of his time. Glory be to God. He was the, determined, he was the, he was the one that determined whether it was going to rain or it was not going to rain. Do you want that kind of power? I want that kind of power. Glory be to God. Ever since I discovered this, I mean, it, it, it changed the whole equation. You, you will no longer be encouraged to pray because you now understand the power that your prayer can. No, sorry, you, you will now understand the power that is available in your prayer and how it can change the whole situation in your life. Glory be to God. A new dawn is battered and sustained in the place of prayer. And so, let's, let's see this man, Elijah. I, I, I mean, I don't have all the time to, to, to go into the entire story. But you see that in verse 17, it says, Elijah was a man with a nature like us and he prayed earnestly. He prayed earnestly that it would, it would not rain. Which means that the what even started the absence of rain was a product of, of, of prayer. So give me, a, uh, give me 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1. You know, we, we, we look at 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1, and we thought that Elijah just came out to make declaration. Says, and Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the, of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew, nor rain these years but according to my word now if you look at that statement you, you, you don't know what preceded what he came to declare you get what I'm saying because if all that you have available to you was the Old Testament you would not know that Elijah did something before coming to make that kind of a declaration how many of you want to be able to declare things concerning Chicago and then those things begin to come to pass? Before you even begin to de de determine things that happen in Chicago, how about your office? Glory be to God. And the Bible says to us that the reason why Elijah was able to make that declaration was that he prayed earnestly. 
this the declaration was effected because he had spent time in the place of prayer every new dawn every new season every new thing is battered and sustained in the place of prayer Israel was in this season that they were in apostasy they were not following Yahweh they were not following God they were serving Baal and something needed to shift something needed to happen but nothing just happens a, a, Elijah couldn't just come out to make declaration without spending time in prayer and now you see if you just look at this text in the, the first Kings chapter 17 text you will not know the degree or the extent of what an, the earnest prayer looks like except you look at how he prayed that endless prayer in first Kings chapter 18 from verse 41 to 46 remember it was prayer that suspended evaporation and condensation glory be to God at least that's what we know by, from sciences that there is first evaporation before there is when there is condensation that's when the rain begins to pour and yet a man so that it will not look like an error for one year two years three years nobody needs to tell you that it is the word of that guy that is make, take, making things happen I mean when I understood this one day I was I was in my study I was praying for service early, early on Sunday morning just recently and you know there's been this perpetual rain every Sunday morning it looks like what kind of evil rain is this one I mean you know rain is not your friend as a pastor on Sunday morning I don't know if it's like that in, in Chicago but most people especially with the advent of um, online service they say oh, we join online service they, then they begin to turn on their bed so this morning I just saw that the rain started falling around 5 or 5.30 a.m. I'm like, the devil is a liar. I just remembered. I am a man of like passion. Just like Elijah. I can as well set the temperature of this city today. I said, I just make that declaration. I said, this rain, I suspend you to, till 2 p.m. I know that by 2 p.m. we should have been done. Even if the Holy Ghost has moved in the service, will be, will be done. But I said, I've, I suspend you till 2 p.m. That you're not going to come. You're not going to rain. And then the rain stopped miraculously. So I was, as I was driving to, to church that morning, I saw that the rain had stopped. I told my wife, I said, you know what? This rain is not going to fall. And I said, this is how you know whether you are in faith. You can say it before people. Amen. Uh, if you are still there, uh, you can't say it before people. You are still hiding about it. Trust me, you are not yet in faith. But when you are really in faith, you make bold declaration. If you have faith, you will say, Glory be to God. And so I got to church. I told the workers, I said, Look at that. Look, look, look outside. Open the, the curtain. They said, Yeah, is it raining? They said, No. I said, I have suspended the rain for now. I told the workers, At the risk of looking like a pastor who does not have power. Amen. But guess what? It was on the third day that I realized that it has not rained in the city. 
I said, wait a minute. Then it now occurred to me that Elijah prayed again for there to be rain. I think I've suspended it long enough. Rain needs to come back. Glory be to God. And shortly after then, the rain fell. I gave, I shared that to tell us that there is so much authority that you carry that all that it takes for you is to spend time in the place of prayer. And I'll just quickly give us five things about five recipes that you will find in Elijah's prayer. You know, I don't, I don't have time to exegete all the texts this morning. But there are five things I saw very, very uh, crucial in the effective prayer that we saw that Elijah prayed. He prayed that there will be no rain. He prayed again that there will be rain. And so I've, yeah, there are five P's. The first one is this. Every prayer that will bath a new dawn must be based on the promise. Somebody said the promise. The promise. The promise. The promise. Because the starting point is the promise. Elijah said to Ahab, he said, there is a sound of abundance of rain. Glory be to God. There is a sound of abundance of rain. Before then, in, in, in 1 Kings chapter 18 verse 1, God already told Elijah, I said, I want to send rain. Go and show up before here. It was on that premise that Elijah showed up. Even Obadiah thought that he was not going to, he was going to disappear. But it's and it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying, go show yourself unto Ahab and I will send rain upon the earth. Every powerful prayer is based on the promise. And this is where many believers miss it. Many times we think prayer is an emotional exercise. We think prayer is a sentimental exercise. But the real thing is when you want to get into the place of prayer go into the place of prayer armed with a promise armed with a what? with a promise somebody is like oh how do I know what a promise is? the promise is very clear right in the word of God there is the written word of God available for you somebody is like I want to hear God like Pastor Emmanuel is talking about the, the, how he hears God like God is right beside him no 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 God already gave you something that is where the spoken word will come out from if you don't familiarize yourself with the written word the spoken word will not be revealed to you hallelujah Jesus, Jesus did not overcome the devil by what God said to him in quote. Jesus overcame the devil at the temptation. He says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. But that scripture was determined chapter 8. Glory be to God. That He was just quoting what was written. He said, it is written. What is written is superior to what is happening. Glory be to God. You are not supposed to be afraid, child of God. If you want to get into the presence of God, find a promise from the word of God. Hallelujah. Why do you think Abraham will be able to take his son and say, son, let's go. I want to sacrifice this guy. God told Abraham, say, take now your son, Genesis chapter 22, and your only son, whom you love, in case you want to confuse him. I know that it, would be, it won't be difficult for Abraham to take Ishmael. Amen. Glory be to God. But God was very specific. And it's very interesting the way God put it. God said, take now thy son your only son. And so it means that there are things that you can give back to that God does not reckon with. But he says, take now your son, that your, your only son, whom you love. And then Abraham took him 
and he said and, and he said let's go let's go and he was ready to, to to kill the young man and then god says stop why do you think he, he he was ready to kill the young man there is a revelation that he was working with the bible says that he knew that god is the god that quickens the dead he's the one that calls those things that be not as though they were he understood what it means for the dead his dead body to be quickened he know that Isaac's case will not be a different one. Even if I kill Isaac, he said, the Bible says that for he, he knew that he was able to raise him up again, according to Hebrews chapter 11. Glory be to God. There was a promise that he was working on. That was why he was ready to kill his son. That was why he would not give up. That was why he would not waver. Why? Because he knew what the promise was. He knew what has been spoken. He, you need to know what has been written Elijah went into the place of prayer in 1 Kings chapter 18 with what God told him so it is not enough for you to hear the prophecy what you do with prophecy is that you war with prophecies glory be to God glory be to God hallelujah no wonder no wonder that the the weapon of attack amongst the hammer of God in Ephesians chapter 6 is the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. The rima, the spoken word of God. Glory be to God. You go into warfare armed with the promise of God. And the next P I want to talk to us about is persuasion. Persuasion. Elijah was persuasion. Was, sorry. Was persuaded. Elijah was sure that he had a word from God. Elijah was sure that this promise is certain. God already said it. I believe it. And it's unfortunate that in this generation uh, we have people who lack persuasion. So much so that everyone that flies out probably on social media begins to affect their firm foundation. Somebody cast aspersion on a, 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 a particular thing and then somebody, you are no longer sure. Why? It's because you are not persuaded. Glory be to God. It's because we are not persuaded in this generation. Many people are not persuaded about the promise, about the word of God, about what God has said. And yet you shouldn't come into the presence of God without being firmly persuaded. That's what faith is. But you know what? Persuasion comes from your meditation on the promise. The more you dwell on the promise, the more persuaded you are about the promise. Glory be to God. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So it's been declared that this month, it's the month of your new dawn. If I were you, I would go and listen to those prayers over and over again. I'll go and pray those prayers over and over again. Like I cannot be persuaded. My name is that. My name is Daddy. I cannot be persuaded against the fact that my name is Daddy Kolawale. So you should come to the point where in the word of God you are so persuaded about the promise of God that nothing else can shake you. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's why you hear a person like Apostle Paul. I love him in Romans chapter, in Romans chapter 8 verse 38. He says, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life. It's because he knew exactly what he accepted. 
if there's anything I believe that we need more in this generation, we need persuaded people. We need convinced people. That's what you find in the apostles. That's what you find in the... That's what you find in them. That's why they were ready to lay down their lives. Because they were persuaded about whom they serve. Job was persuaded. He said, even though he slays me, yet will I trust in him. I'm not going to curse God. Because I'm persuaded. That his promises are yea and amen. I'm persuaded of the love of God for me. I'm persuaded. Some of us need to be persuaded about what the word of God says. He sent forth his word and it healed us and delivered us from our destruction. So when the sickness come upon your body, you don't accept it. Glory be to God. Even when you're about to be shaken, you know what? Get back into the word of God and just keep looking at the perfect law of liberty. And then you will discover that it will change the way you are thinking about it. Somebody say persuasion. So it starts from the promise and then it moves to being persuaded. It moves from, from persuasion. And then I, I, I want to talk about something I call passion. So the promise feeds persuasion. Your persuasion feeds your passion. Your persuasion is found in how you display how passionate you are about that thing. Yes, the word of God already came to Elijah that there's going to be rain. Elijah was persuaded that God is certain to do it. But his passion was demonstrated in the position he took on the Mount Carmel. Putting his head between his knees. That I'm not going to allow for any distraction. And now, one of the ways you demonstrate passion in this age is that you eliminate distraction because one of the greatest weapons of the enemy against us today is distraction the enemy does not need to throw an arrow at you he only needs to distract you Peter said to Jesus if you are the one bid me come and Jesus said come Matthew chapter 14 and then Peter began to walk on the sea Peter began, uh, sorry, some, some of you, the only thing that you saw about it is that Peter began to sink. Uh, even the begin to began to sink was a miracle. How do you begin to sink on water? Go and try to begin to sink in your bathroom. And then you will notice that, <laughs> that uh, human beings don't sink, we drown. So even the sinking process is a miracle. Amen. So tell your neighbor, whatever your neighbor say, neighbor, cut, cut Peter some slack. Just say, Peter tried, amen. Yeah, he tried. He tried. I've been on a boat cruise before. You know, the last time you want to watch a movie like Titanic is when you're on a boat cruise. <laughs> When you're on that kind of ride, let your faith look up to him. Just focus. Because any shaking like this, you'll be like, hey, and there am I, I can't swim. Even if you can swim, how far can you swim? And then a, came, a guy came down from the boat and started walking. Because he saw some, he saw, listen, he saw Jesus in the dark. It was dark. If I initially, they thought it was a ghost. Glory be to God. So it was a risk. But when he heard the voice of the master, he said, yes, this is the problem. This is Jesus. 
Some of us, you have had the promise. You are excited about the promise, but you are allowed for distraction as, as soon as you began to walk on the water. Passion. Passion is one of the things that eliminates distraction. You just stay focused. There are times when you have to turn off all the Wi-Fi in this world. There are times when you have to such, shut down uh, so, social media. You know, the kind of prayers we pray today, we respond to WhatsApp messages when they come in. Those prayers, that's why they are not generating power. The kind of prayer that will generate power. The one that will bath the new dawn. You have to lay aside the, 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 the WhatsApp. The, and listen, this is what I believe. When you seek him, people will seek you. In Mark chapter 1 verse 35, the Bible talks about Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, the Bible says about him that on and in the morning rising up a great while before day he went out and departed into a solitary place and there he what there he prayed and then verse 36 and Simon the Simons of this life and they that were with him followed after him and when they had found him they said unto him all men seek thee he was seeking God men were seeking him glory be to God and you know what I love about it also he did not allow that to determine his direction in verse 38 he says and he said unto them let us go into the next towns that I may preach there also for therefore came I forth so he did not go to the men that were seeking him it's when you are able to eliminate distraction, you know the proper action to take. Men will seek you. I say men will seek you. In the name of Jesus, in this season, this month, you will experience unprecedented testimonies. In the name of Jesus. Elijah was passionate. Elijah was focused. So, the promise fed the persuasion. The persuasion fed the passion and the passion caused him to be persistent. Luke chapter 18, verse 1. The Bible says that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Another translation says that men always always to faint and not to give up. When you pray, you will not give up. You pray. That was what failed him. He was, he was, he, was, he had the promise. He was persuaded. Now he was passionate. He was focused. And I'm not going to leave this place. In First Kings chapter 18, verse 48. Sorry, from verse 41 to 46. The Bible says that he said to his to, to his servant, "Go and check again." The first time, go and check again. The second time, go and check again. Many times, many, many times. Some of us, by the time we got, get to the third time, we are already tired. We're like, ah, this thing is not working. Ah, this thing is not working. And because, because our generation is programmed instant, everything has to happen right now, right now, right now. And I love things happening right now, right now. Most of the time, we hear Paul and Silas, they prayed and they sang praises to God. And suddenly, I love the suddenly, but you know what? The Bible did not tell us how long they had prayed, how long they had praised, how much they had to persevere in the, in the middle of their trial, in the middle of their affliction. But 
what guess what but they kept praying they kept praising you know what i even like about it they were not praying so that they can get out of the prison it was just the normal part of their life because if it was for them to get out of the prison they would have run out as soon as the prison door flung open but they were they stayed there those who pray are not in a hurry for a breakthrough glory be to god because their breakthroughs begins to meet up with them hallelujah Elijah spent time and he began to pray passionately. Oh, go and look again. That, that young man is not a very nice man. He said, go and look. The guy said, nothing. Go and look. Nothing. He couldn't even encourage the man of God. But you know what? When you are very passionate, you don't care about what somebody is saying. You know that you have a word from God and you keep on praying. You keep on praying. And look again. I couldn't see it. I couldn't see the manifestation yet. But I keep on it looks like he's been delayed but the delay is not denial I have a word from God and then that persistence led to something powerful and it was praise point glory be to God praise point. I'm not talking about the praise that comes before you have even prayed for five minutes. I'm talking about the praise that is induced by the time that you have spent in the place of prayer. Glory be to God. The praise point was the fact that he began to see a cloud like the size of a man's hand. Elijah said, yes, that's all I need. Just a cloud. So you pray until you get a note of victory. That's when your dawn has come actually. Until you begin to rejoice even though it does not make sense until you begin to stop being worried even though it doesn't look like it until even though the headache is still there but somehow somewhere you knew that this headache is temporary it's not even there anymore I, yeah i can still feel the symptoms in my body pastor but no 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 you are not done yet just get back into the place of prayer until that prayer but praise from your mouth and then you begin to sing I have seen the Lord's goodness his mercies and compassion I have seen the Lord's goodness see what the Lord has done what I've waited for has come to pass see what the Lord has done how many people are here this morning and they want the new dawn they are excited about what God is set to do in the season rise up on your feet lift up your voice to him and just declare some things in the spirit hallelujah glory be to God it's a new dawn 